You're listening to What It's Like with Luce, a podcast highlighting ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Lucy Norris, and on today's episode, I'm chatting to founder of HerSport, a media platform focused on bringing audiences the latest Irish and international women's sports news. Involved in sports from as early as she can remember, this week's guest has tried her hand at pretty much everything, from ballet to soccer, but it was swimming that captured her attention and made her fall in love with competition. Leaving the sport behind to focus on studies at age 17, it wasn't until university that she rediscovered her passion for the pool in an attempt to widen her social circles to make friends and opened her eyes to something she'd been fortunately shielded from for most of her life, inequality for women in sports. A topic that stayed with her after college, she decided to take her digital marketing skills and use them to create an online platform that celebrated women in sport and gave them a mouthpiece like never before. Two years on, her sport is making waves and growing by the day. Sharing how she did it, here's what it's like to be Neve Talon. Before we get stuck into the episode, I just wanted to say that if there is a drop in sound quality throughout, I'm very sorry. But in respect of social distancing during COVID-19, I've had to record episodes remotely. In this challenging time, we're all trying our best, so I really hope everyone is staying safe and that you enjoy the episode. So when you were a child, um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Different things crossed my mind. When I was in primary school, I was in secondary school, I hadn't this kind of urge to do anything in particular. And I... I guess I found it difficult in a way to decide what I wanted to do in college because I was interested in a lot of different things and I wasn't um, particularly good or bad at, at like at, like all the subjects that I did, I kind of got the same results across the board. So that was kind of like my CEO had completely different things, like a complete range of things when I was deciding what I wanted to do in college and then I kind of decided to put down degrees that I felt would be broad and if I wanted to change my mind like that I wasn't going to end up in a course where um I I like totally didn't like the subject and it was like I was just kind of guessing so like I went I had like um business um, courses down and I had law down and that type of thing where I thought it could be used I don't know you kind of I think you figure it out um I was I think I, think I was quite lucky in the course that I did was um I did commerce in UCD and we we were able to kind of as we got into second and third year we were able to choose the modules that we enjoyed more or suited us better. The reason why I asked that question was because I thought it was really interesting that you have a background in digital marketing but then you've kind of dedicated your time now to promoting women in sport so I guess I'm wondering where the sport kind of ties into things. It's more upon reflection now that I see that business was maybe more obvious to me than not when I had to choose my subjects going into secondary school like I just remember thinking business wasn't really cool or why would I do that like some of my friends that were older than me did home economics and I thought great like you're able to bake in home ec and I'll be able to do sewing and like all this like fun projects and stuff and I was like sure there's no fun projects in business when like in reality like business actually does interest me but at 12 years old or 11 years old whenever you're picking what you're doing in secondary school like that it's so young so I didn't pick the subjects but like both sides of my family have businesses so it it, in that way um 
I guess I've always been around that and there's these different things that I would see that I noticed that my friends don't because my families have background and my like my family has background in business and people other people's don't necessarily like going back like there were different things that like I did in transition year or like I started up like a random project maybe when I was in fifth or sixth year or like in college that other people don't necessarily or I might come up with a random idea and I'm like oh that, that could work or maybe we'll do that and it's like it's only as I've gotten older that I realized that I have the head for it like um what I found in commerce was like I enjoyed the marketing aspect of things um I took a year between my undergrad and my master's and, and decided to go into digital marketing after but I did an internship between that and I, I did a couple of different things before kind of deciding that's exactly what I wanted to do um the sports side of things like I've always been in sport and everybody in my family is in sport um we were put into sport as children we're all competitive like we were all put into swimming my brother played football and hurling um my sister played probably I I swam and I tried like dancing and that type of thing when I was younger but I just never really stuck at it um yeah horse riding and swimming actually until I was about 12 or 13 and then swimming kind of uh, took over and I would have swam uh, competitively till I was about 17 and then um, I kind of stepped away from that because I got sick and like leaving cert took priority then and went into college and like I knew I wanted to try these different things when I was in college and was looking for sports teams to join and to be honest like I'm the like girls that I was friends with weren't necessarily that interested in sport like um and I was just like dying to have one friend that would like you know go and try like some random club with me and it's like such a great way I think to get to know people in college um that was just like in first year and then I just um a friend of mine that I used to swim with she just like reached out to me and she was like look she was in UCD as well in a different course and she was like I'm gonna go back swimming like in UCD do you want to come and the two of us just decided that we'd go down to swim team together and like I didn't get back into it to be competitive um but we just like went down we like found a group of people that we related to that had like the same kind of childhoods as we did um and like we were everybody could swim you know properly and we used to do intervarsities and stuff and there's just like a kind of a community in that when you're like at college and like I just find like sometimes like people in sport like we just like understand each other a bit more or like in a different way like and then I never really noticed like a difference in like the genders in swimming as a sport or not in Ireland anyways I think that it's like quite balanced and like the benefit of swimming as a sport is like all the competition is run together so your events is like a male event a female event male event it's all alternate um but yeah I tried rowing when I was doing my master's and um I noticed there more like the the dropout rate of women and like how kind of guys wanted to hang around rowing a bit more and, and girls kind of didn't as much myself and my brother actually started rowing at the same time in UCD and the year that we went into our second year rowing like I noticed that we were really struggling to kind of keep a team together and the men just had so many people there to row and like it was just totally different and my brother didn't want to row and I did I just mean like I was just jealous of the volume of people that they had and he didn't even want to row. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I just wish there was more girls that did. In your opinion, why do you think that is the case that that um, women's sport is is so much kind of lower on the scale of things compared to men's sport, and and the fact there's such a high dropout rate 
of women, even at kind of college level when you're doing it for fun. It, why do you think, just from observing, that women just don't seem to be as valued in sport as men? I think the, like, the value is like you have to have people interested in it and viewers. So, uh, like from, from a completely like business perspective, if people aren't watching the sport, if people aren't tuning into a uh, women's soccer match, we'll say, um, it costs the television channels to put it on television. Like if they're not um, getting views out of it, why would they put it up there? But also like, and I think what has happened in, in Ireland anyway, in the last few years is like, they're making much more effort in showing the games and, um, you know, promoting women in sport to make that change because for people to get interested in it, they have to see it. Like you get so many people where they'll say like, Oh God, no, I wouldn't watch a, uh, like a woman's, like women's rugby match or women's like, and they like dismiss the fact that, you know, some of the sports are, or like, like, I think it's particularly like when you like matches and stuff that it's, it can't be good. Mm-hmm. But if you actually get to sit down and watch it, they're like, geez, that was a good game. And you're like, yeah, there's still as much interest going on in it. And like, it's like the quality is there and are women going to be as fast as men or as strong as men? Like, you know, physically we are what we are and, and that's just it. But like, it doesn't mean that games can't be as exciting or more exciting. Some businesses have to take a hit in order for it to get up there and people to actually get interested in it. But from why do girls not participate in sport? I think there's so many different reasons. Like, I think girls' interests just change or they become... Um, kind of a bit more conscious of being sweaty or not wanting to be red faced and like girls start wearing makeup at you know kind of youngish ages and they decide that they want to like look like this and like look, obviously not every girl does but you know there's a couple of different things that girls worry about that I don't think guys care about as much. And then so going back to that you obviously founded her sport so going back to behind the scenes and the logistics of of how that came about when you left um, your master's in Smurfit, did you kind of leave with this vision of setting up this site to highlight women in sport or, or was it something that you just kind of came across one day or, or how did the whole thing come to life? Yeah, I guess I was tipping away doing different things and um, I kind of noticed it and like, you know, the, like just being in sports, like you, there'd be different conversations on about like, you know, why are there not many women in sport? Why is, are people dropping out? and that type of thing and I was like I was actually kind of looking into doing a bit of research on it and um I was talking to someone about doing a PhD in you know different aspects of women in sport I was actually just like I was like why am I kind of going to do the research on it when we can actually like there was what I was kind of being told was that like what I would be researching and stuff I might not actually might be able to make a change until like two years into the research and it's just kind of the change wasn't really happening soon enough for me and I was actually just like well I might just start writing about it and we just started writing about it and um you know putting it on the website and I'm covering different things and like I'm in rowing and then there's like I like have a background in swimming and I'd be pretty up to date in athletics so I just kind of like covered what I knew and we kept up to date with the you know any news that was kind of happening and I just like started sharing the articles and you know started interviewing people and yeah people were interested in like hearing athlete stories and like that's definitely the things that people are most interested in is, is hearing like other people's stories and like we want to promote and support the athletes that are there like on the international stage that are um you know 
doing as well as their male counterparts and um you know sometimes don't get the same recognition that they do and um yeah we just started writing about it and people started reading it so we just kept going so i always find it interesting when companies or businesses come out of someone's passion that's also fighting a really important cause could you speak a little bit about how you managed to make that into a job for yourself that you could do every day i guess in terms of money and business and, th- and that side of things there's so much to do all the time it's a little unusual now that obviously there's no sports happening but like there's so many athletes that um, are available to be interviewed and so many different people that we can talk to and it's actually been really good that there's um a bit more flexibility with schedules and stuff that we actually have caught up with like a lot of athletes we just want to um like give them the platform to to um you know speak be recognized like give them the credit that they deserve and like you know like we're talking about branding and sponsorship um and you know if people aren't talking about them it can be very difficult for them to get sponsorship if they don't have a following it can be very difficult to get sponsorship you know um and if if people are talking about the um you know some of the male athletes like they're going to get the sponsorship deals because people know who they are so you have to write about people for people to to be recognized and like the stories have to be there like there's there's so many interesting stories and so many people that are like that are really really brilliant female athletes to live as a to live the life of a full-time athlete like the money needs to be there and you know they have to be supported and they have to be sponsored so I guess we're just trying to give them the voice that that they haven't really been given before we also just want to like get people up get people moving um it's about kind of showing them that there are other options there and there are also like lots and lots of other people out there like them so there's lots of different companies that are on the same kind of wavelength as us and we just look to kind of partner with those types of companies um and work together to you know support um the different things that we believe in and the different athletes that we believe in um, and, you know, we, we know that some of the content that we create is of interest. Um, and if they support us in, in getting that content out there, um, it's, it's going to be beneficial for them and getting their brand out there as well. So basically, two of us have taken a step back from full-time work to pursue this. Um, and we've been able to just dedicate so much more time to it and, you know, take people on to help us out. And it's kind of about a bit of a movement, you know, um, we've been lucky that people want to get involved because it's something that they're interested in or they just want to contribute and, and inspire the next generation. I think um, the platform that you've already created is going to make and probably is already making such a headway in that because I think it's just about, you know, openly speaking about things and people will start to listen. But I would also be wondering, because I guess there's there's kind of an overarching theme in, in in sport in general that there's there is just this um it's getting better but there is just an an inequality around women versus men in sports but do you feel that that trickles into sports media say like for you as a founder of um you know a media site when you say i don't know if you go to kind of events and things where it might be quite male dominant within people that report on sports do you find that that kind of impacts at all or is it more equal in that field um we were at an FAI press conference in the last couple of months and the majority of the room was male mm-hmm. the head coach was was there she's female there was another um FAI female team member there and uh apart from myself another girl on our team I think there was one other female in the room and there might have been 20 or 25 people there 
look, that's soccer. Um, I think in different sports, you're going to see different levels of interaction. As I said, like, I think, I think swimming is quite a gender balanced sport in Ireland. Um, I think athletics, we've had a lot of successful male and female athletes and there's, you know, different people, um, you know, participating um, in, in different aspects of, of athletics um, and staying in their sport in different ways. Like uh, Dervila Work is, um, you know, she has her own website and, and she, she is staying in, in, in the sport in a way that, um, it, like her website complements sport and exercise and health. And, you know, you often see Sonia at different things. Um, you know, I think rowing is, is, is doing very well in, in um, balance, gender balance between the board um and uh you know they've had different people on you know pundits um when there's been world championships on and there's been quite like this been a, a mix of men and women on, on those panels and um, so yeah i think i think that varies varies sport to sport that's just what we have like an example of something we've experienced and um, but look i was at a women in sport conference and there was men and women there um i think there's some, something that uh people are actually struggling with is to get women to watch more women participating in sport like to actually watch women's games or watch um you know tune in to like just to support women in sport you know what i found from my peers is when a lot of girls leave sport i think they actually kind of tune out where like men leave sport and they still watch games or they still watch sports like if you had a, a guy finish up with athletics he'd probably still sit there and watch the european championships and watch the world championships but sometimes i find that um, girls don't really tune into it as much there's not as much kind of fandom in it maybe as as in men's you know we were at the, the women's six nations and there were um younger girls that were playing at halftime they were sitting in front of us and you could hear them kind of chatting and they're like um yeah like i love football i love soccer and it's only the men's matches that are on television like why aren't liverpool or Manchester United's women's teams on television, like it's always the men's. And it's great to hear them notice it and be excited about like wanting to watch it and that kind of thing. And like, I, I really hope that someone, like they were like eight and nine years old. I really hope that they, in 10 years time, still care, you know? And, and look, there's been such a difference in the last 60 years, you know, to see women that are getting money for, you know, participating in sport and to see Irish women, you know, having such success on an international level, like that's brilliant. Um, it's just about getting more people to to back them, you know. I also think it'd be interesting to talk to you about this topic. So, obviously, you you've experienced a lot of success in your life, whether it's been kind of little successes in your sports or success with launching your business. So, I'd be really interested to know for you personally, what does that word mean? Um, I'd say success is being happy in what you've done yourself. Um. You know, if it's winning a, you know, particular match, whether it be big or small, like if that's success to you, brilliant. Um, if success to somebody is competing for Ireland, that's for them. I think it, it depends on what you want in life. Um, there's just yeah, it's just about I guess what like makes somebody happy and and like like intrinsically happy. Like, there's no point in saying that you know like making unrealistic goals or comparing yourself overly from one person to another like yes it's natural for people to compare themselves but I think you have to you know 
evaluate yourself like what like what are you good at and what's realistic you know yeah somebody somebody that's trying once a week um half-heartedly if they consider like success uh to be competing at the world championships it's not gonna happen you know you have to you have to put in the work to to get the results um yeah like look if if it's winning a medal great uh it doesn't matter what level it's at um so long as you're kind of happy with with what you're doing and and look unfortunately like people have goals that they aren't going to achieve and you know you have to you have to be able to get over them and get on with them um you can't let that kind of stuff eat like eat you up um but yeah like i don't know have i been successful i'm not sure do you know i'm just i'm just doing you know something that i enjoy and and trying to um you know turn it into kind of a vision that i have in my head like that's what i would have with, with the business um in sports you know i'm participating in sport i've kind of no illusions of, of what's possible um i think that might answer it <laughs> i'm not really sure yeah no no i think everyone's take on success is going to be different um if i put your 10 year old self in front of you today from everything that you've been through and from the position you sit in now, kind of knowing everything that you've learned through the years, what's your biggest piece of advice you would give your 10 year old self moving forward in life? <laughs> it's interesting for the question or this type of question to be asked like to me, cause usually it's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have never really, you know, looked at it from my own personal perspective. Um, yeah, I guess like, I don't, like I don't think I regret very much of, of what I've done in life. Um, I probably would encourage like a bit more confidence or like if there was something that I thought I wanted to try, like encourage like my 10 year old self or 12 year old or whatever, like to try it and kind of not be afraid to, to do things, you know. Um, like we were talking about earlier, like less people are looking at you than you think are looking at you. And, um, you know, if you don't try it, something you're it's definitely not going to going to succeed and um you know look from a business perspective do i do i think we have like going back to do i think like we've succeeded i guess like in my head i have i have a place of you know what i want to do and like I'm, i get new ideas all the time and you know until we have done some of the, those things like if there's going to be like look there's a success every day if if we get a you know one of our interviews out like that's a success for that day but it just I guess as a as a business overall, um, you know, there's there's a vision of, of where I want us to go. And um, you know, I, I set this up two years ago and um it, it was just to to try and make a contribution and just to change the perspective a little bit. And it's great to be able to step back and um, you know, from full-time work and um, you know, working for somebody else, you know, to do this full time. I do consider like we've like our, our following has grown drastically, and you know, even we we hit a, a if we hit a um, goal, I almost don't see that goal sometimes. Like sometimes you kind of have to check yourself a little bit and be like, no, actually, you actually you have done like you have done really well. Like now we're at this, you know, say on Instagram we'd say you know now we're at you know more than seven and a half thousand followers, and you know that's something that six months ago I would have been like delighted with. You know, and I am delighted, like it's brilliant. But now and you know, we're we're striving to ten thousand followers and you know, even though ten thousand followers is so close, um, 
and I like will be delighted when we hit 10,000. Like I still want us to go on for more, you know, even though we haven't hit it yet, I, I know we can get more. So now I'm, I'm looking for more, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just, I just think there's so much that we can do. And yeah, I just think for, um, for like a, a child, like if you don't try it, it's, it's definitely not going to happen. You know, um, if we didn't set this up, you know, we, it, I'd be working for somebody else. It's all about taking that first step. And as you're saying about kind of goals and success as well, I think it's kind of a domino effect that once you start to experience success, what you once thought was success changes all the time as you kind of realize I can do it, then you want more and then you want more. So I think as well, it's interesting with entrepreneurs in that kind of cycle, it's a completely other topic, but like whether you can ever actually be satisfied if you are an entrepreneur, because you're always going to be striving for more you know yeah no look I come up with different ideas all the time and there's there's ideas that I talked about a year ago and we haven't done them you know it's but like what I have to try and focus on is um you know getting the important things done we need to look at like you know what is important to our business like what what is important that we share with people and you can spend so much time making something look pretty or perfecting something but you you can get so caught up with you know, trying to perfect something and get lost in, in like visuals and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes you actually just have to put it out. And, and, you know, if, if in my opinion, the article that I've written is 80% ready, most people aren't going to notice that it was 80% ready. They might read it and be like, geez, that was great. That was really interesting because you can always tweak something and change something and that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Like you're saying, like I'm, I, there's just so many different ideas pop into my head and I just have to kind of like honestly try and put them on like different lists and say okay like that has to go into a bank of like ideas it's not feasible to do right now and there's so many different things that we could do but you just have to be realistic and like what are the resources that we have available to us what is the team that we have available to us you know um and, and what are like the the core values you know yeah I just want to say thank you so much for for giving up your time to speak to me I think what you're doing is amazing and incredible I think you deserve a massive well done and I wish you the best of luck with everything. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, please rate, share, subscribe and leave a comment if you like what you hear. And don't forget to follow at what it's like pod on Instagram and Facebook. For more information and to follow her sport, visit the links provided in the show notes. I'll be back on Thursday with more inspiring stories. But for now, this has been what it's like with Luce.